time is up. Okay. Okay. We're going to start off with a little pre-grum commercial from Cola Scola, who is just so amazingly talented and hilarious. I'm a mom. Boys, breakfast. That means my kids come first. Hi, oh, Katie, don't forget your <laughs> lunch. But sometimes between packing lunches and rides to soccer practice, things slip through the cracks. Important things like nutrition. For instance, did you know that one glass of the leading brand of orange juice contains twice the amount of sugar your kids should be getting in a day? When I found that out, I, um, I fucking lost it. I mean, <laughs> I had been giving my kids leading brand orange juice their whole lives. I thought, my God. If I'm capable of that, what else am I capable of? So I panicked. I, I had to get out. I, I took the plates off my Honda and I just started driving and... The sun was setting and, and I would pass an exit and I would think, Ellen, turn around. But I couldn't turn around. I, I ended up um, in Arizona. I put myself up at a motel behind a P.F. Chang's in Scottsdale. <laughs> what is this gal in the room next to me? Her name was Puka, like the shell. Of course I knew that wasn't her real name. But who was I to judge? Wasn't I hiding something too? Puka introduced me to the world of dog fighting and death metal. <laughs> Puka didn't introduce me to cocaine though. No, I found that just fine on my own. <laughs> Anyway, cut to two months later, the craziest night of my life. I'm at a dog match, counting up my winnings for the night, and I come up a couple hundred dollars short. I confront Puka. I say, you took my money. Of course, she denies it, so I draw a gun, and I fire two warning shots. But I wasn't, um, wasn't looking where I was shooting, and I killed two killed him. I can't say it. I still can't say it. I had to get out of town. We'll put it that way. So I spent some time in Phoenix. Actually, no. You don't spend time in Phoenix. You lose time in Phoenix. <laughs> but after I thought the coast was clear, I went home. And that's when I discovered Happy Orange. Happy Orange contains one-eighth the amount of sugar of the leading brand, but has twice the vitamins. So don't make the same mistakes I did. Give your kids what they deserve. Happy Orange. Trust me. I'm a mom. That was good. I love Cola Scola. Way to go, Cola Scola. Let's get started with this latest episode of Fox and the Cities. Reagan and Fox, Reagan Fox, Fox in the city, Fox in the city. Oh, oh God. I almost didn't do a show today. It has been a crazy day. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But, you know, before we get to that craziness, we just have to get to the craziness of it being 221 days of lockdown. And you know what that means. You're gonna die soon. You're gonna die soon. It's not cold in here. You're just dying. 
Yes, 221 days of lockdown. And in some ways it gets easier, in some ways it gets more difficult. Although, as I was saying, it was not an easy day today. Okay, uh, but before I get to that, but first, that's what Julie Chen says on Big Brother, but first, that's what also what bottoms say, too. Should I kiss you? No, but first. Do the butt first. Kiss me in the butt first. Stick it in the butt first. Okay, um, so I started a, you know, I've been dabbling in YouTube. I've been dabbling in YouTube. And I'm going to start doing weekly content on YouTube. And I produced a great video about structural racism on the television show Big Brother. And I highly recommend that you go and check it out. I, I, I just want to continue my online empire. I can feel myself growing in power. I'm like Nancy from The Craft. I'm growing in power. Menno is giving me more power. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm. Harm against other people and harm against yourself. Wait. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm. Harm against other people and harm against yourself. Wait. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm. Harm against other people and harm against yourself. No, so uh, please follow me on YouTube or subscribe. That's You're my subs. You're my subs on YouTube if you subscribe to me. And I, I hope that you will. I'm, it's just like 10-minute videos, just little, little party, party, sized snickers and almond joys that I'm that I'm doling out I'm like the Easter bunny of these little videos and I'm just going to talk about whatever B is in my bonnet that week that's what I said in my video so check it out check it out I don't want to oversell it undersell over deliver that's what my pimp always says okay so I just concluded the show The Vow on HBO, which is about the Nexium cult. And I love that show. I am so excited that there's going to be a season two. I'm so into the show that I'm going to get my pussy branded. In fact, I already got my pussy branded, okay? I, I don't, you know, I was gonna lie and say I didn't get it done yet, but I, I, I did. I went in and I got it branded. It was an awkward experience. They, I, I walked into the room and the Nexium cult people from Janice or whatever, the all woman, DOS, that sorority of women, they, they told me to remove my pants and panty. And then it, things got weird. Why don't we bend over? That's what got me in this muff up. <laughs> Seriously, drop your drawers. Whoa, whoever was down here last year did some shoddy work. Did you get the license plate of the guy who hit you? <laughs> Seriously, it's a mess down here. Uh, I, I'm very into it. I think I relate to it right now at this period in my life. Those of you who are watching me live on YouTube right now can see I've lost over 20 pounds on Noom. And my friend Debbie, Deborah Wilkerson from the Church Deborah podcast, who we're really growing close. And I'll, I'll get to that in just a, a, a moment, just a sex cunt, uh, because we're doing VR together. But first, but first, the bottom says, uh... What, where was my mind going? Sorry. When you get to middle age, the synapses don't fire. You'll be in the middle of saying something and then you forget. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Nexium. So Nexium and Noom, I think they're very similar. Deborah used to joke that Zoom or Noom or whatever it's called is my cult. And really, when I started watching the Nexium television show on HBO, I was like, oh, my gosh, 
Noom is a lot like Nexium. First of all, in Nexium, they have like you have you're assigned to a master, and you have to check in with your master and let your master know if you want to eat how many calories. So it's it involves calorie counting. It 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 it, it it's just kind of a um, it's a mind fuck, and that's what uh, you have to tell your master everything you know on, on the Noom. And that's what I've been doing, but it works. I'm I'm down to Allison Mack weight, and I'm really proud of that. Hi, I'm Allison Mack. You may know me from the television show Smallville and also from the Nexium cult. I'm the top slave slash top master in DOS. Okay. Uh, I'm Keith Ranieri's top bottom, but also head of all of the sex slaves, all the female sex slaves. Okay, uh, it kind of reminds me of there's an episode of The Office called The Takeover where Angela and Dwight are in a relationship and Angela is pushing Dwight to sell Michael or throw Michael under the bus so he can become the new manager. And, uh, and Dwight tells Angela, well, you can be in charge of the women. And she gets really excited. She goes, goodbye, Kelly Kapoor. And that, that's, I guess, what Allison Mack is. And, and Rain Wilson is Keith Ranieri. Okay, so I was saying before that I've had a very frustrating day. It's been a very, very difficult day for me. It really has. I, I thought I wasn't going to do a show today, but I figured since I took off last week for the Big Brother 12 reunion, which was lovely, by the way. I hope they post the video of it. It was two and a half hours of us just reminiscing and having a gay old time. I figured since I didn't do a show last week, I really have to bite the bullet and do one this week, even though I'm not in the mood to. And the reason why I'm not in the mood to do it is because I got the new iPhone 12 Pro, okay? And I've had some reservations about getting it because I have an iPhone 11 Pro, and from what I've read, the 5G is more of like a promise of what's to come. And this the 5G signals don't give you much faster speed than LTE, but that's a whole that's a whole topic for another podcast, okay? Suffice to say, I've been very on the fence about it. And what really drove me crazy is I picked up my phone yesterday from The Grove, the Apple store at The Grove, and it took me a full 24 hours to get my new phone up and running. And I won't bore you with all of the details of why this was so difficult. Suffice to say, Verizon has turned into the new AT&T. Their customer service experience is awful. Everything that they do is so confusing. It's specifically designed to confuse you. To give you an idea, you need to change to a 5G plan, unlimited plan, okay, from your regular 4G plan. Verizon has four different plans to choose from that basically all have the same name, except there are like there's a slight derivation in each name with like one word will be changed. So here literally these are the four names of their four different unlimited plans. Unlimited get more, unlimited play more, get more unlimited, and start unlimited. Like that doesn't clarify anything. Verizon is engaging in some Nexium level confusion. I have no, it's just like Nexium. I go in, I have no idea what I'm signing up for. I think it's going to be something good for me, but I have no idea what I'm signing up for. I thought I was signing up for a cell plan and they're fucking, it's actually a sex cult that I'm signing on the dotted line to. And it's a sex cult because they are fucking 
with my mind. They are fucking me in that way. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. I don't want to be fucked like that. Don't you use condoms? Look, Doc, I go all natural. That's why my prices are so high. It's just too crazy. But I finally now, more than 24 hours later, I have my phone up and running. I mean, to give you an idea of how, just how bad this was, beyond just picking the plan, when I finally got somebody on the phone, she was so rude and so dismissive. And then um, midway through, the phone cuts out as I'm giving her all of my SIM card information and all of that shit. And she renders both of my phones inoperable, both the old iPhone and the new iPhone. So I have no way to get in touch. Luckily, I was able to do like a chat bot thing. It was just, it's really a fucking nightmare. So fuck, fuck them. I was reading Yahoo News the other day. What are the top five stories that I need to know this right now? This is a now. freaky dicky story <laughs> from the headlines. Crazy. 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 Motherfuckers. So Thursday was the final presidential debate, and uh, they had to mute Trump and Biden. The mute was there for both of them, allegedly, but you know it was really there for Trump because Trump is evidently a five-year-old and incapable of discussing of a, like an adult discussion without interrupting people. Trump at this point, really not just at this point, at all points of his life is just, he's just performance art. He's like asshole set to performance art. Before we do that, I wanted to give you a flyer <laughs> okay. for my new one man show. Oh. Uh, it's called Glen Gary, Glen John Glenn. I love that. It's my favorite clip. It's my favorite joke in all of the at-homes with Amy Sedaris. And I can't even, I can't watch, I can't watch it. It's even when I, I was, so I got my master's in communication before I got my PhD. So I am very credentialed. It was all very, very expensive. It's very expensive. It is very expensive. It's very expensive. It's uh, very expensive. It's very expensive. It's very expensive. But I specialized in performance studies and we had to watch all of this performance art like John Cage who makes music out of just silence but it's never really silence because you can hear the fans and you can hear the cars in the street and this is this is his his symphony that he's created and uh that guy named something burden is it John Burden who shoots himself in its performance art I wish that Trump would do the shooting himself performance art because it's all it's all painful to watch. And frankly, I really don't like performance art. Even when I was a performance studies person, I liked solo performances where people would talk about their autobiographies and stuff like that. Like that was interesting to me. But I don't need to see Carol Schneeman pull a fucking scroll out of her vagina and read Rachel Cam poetry. Like I'm just. I'm not into it. And in the same way, I'm just not into watching Trump speak. I'm just not interested in his bullshit. Uh, so speaking of Trump in West Hollywood last night, gay Republicans marched in West Hollywood, my neighborhood. 50 of them, the news reported. That's sad. Tens, literally tens of gay Republicans and their supporters swarmed onto uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. And they marched by all of the little Lisa Vanderpump restaurants and bars, gay bars made for 50-year-old straight women, menopausal straight women. 
uh, next week, West Hollywood, in the spirit of doing Gays for Trump, they're going to uh, be hosting the Roaches for Raid Bug Spray. <laughs> That's one of John Lake Wasama's jokes, but I'm going to riff on it. Uh, Slugs for Salt will be marching. The week after that, homophobic bakers for anal sex in my bakery. And prostitutes for sexually transmitted diseases. You have syphilis. No! Not only that, it appears that your syphilis is infested with crabs, and those crabs are carrying gonorrhea. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't understand a log cabin Republican. I, I just don't, un, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Enlighten me. Go to the comment section of my Facebook and then under enlighten me. If you're a gay Republican, I don't want to judge you. I don't want to I don't want to look at you with judgment in my eyes like you're Carrie and I'm Carrie's mom and I'm saying they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you and, and then they drop the pig blood on your head and the pig blood is the red maga hat. That's what it's symbolic of in my eyes. I was in the pavilions, which is a supermarket, right across the street from the Abbey yesterday, getting my groceries. And I saw a guy in his MAGA hat. I didn't realize that there was a whole MAGA march going on in West Hollywood that night. And, and I did. I looked at him like he had telekinesis. I was, I wanted to, as I was walking by, I had to stifle my ugh, ugh. But it, it was. It was like, get that bloody pig blood hat off of your head you motherfucker you motherfucker in religious news that's something i rarely say on fox in the city pope francis is now pro gay marriage and gay unions why am i in a ladies jail i am a man say it <laughs> <laughs> my ass hungry baby <laughs> faggot <laughs> i love that um that's exciting i mean in a way i guess it's exciting until i realize that i'm 44 years old and a single bottom sissy spinster never gonna get a date let alone get married so just that's that's great i'm just gonna be single forever <laughs> But at least the Pope thinks I should get married. That's just one more person to look at me judgmentally. More, one more person on top of my mother to look at me with judgment and sadness and sympathy and pity in the eyes and be like, oh, aren't you going to be sad and lonely? Such a lonely life. That's what my father told me. In entertainment news slash political news, Jennifer Aniston posted a picture where she's dropping her election ballot into a mailbox, and it is a top news story on all of the networks right now. We get to see her putting the ballot into the box. I, I hate it. I hate it when people make a big deal out of voting because I feel like it's like vote shaming people who don't want to vote. And I, yeah, I think that everybody should vote. I think it's your civic duty. I don't buy into the false equivalency myth where people are like, oh, Trump and Biden are the same person. I don't. I think that they're categorically different people. But I also don't want to, like, shame somebody because it's the part of your right to vote is a right not to vote, right? And um, so the, kind of like that grandstanding with voting almost has the opposite effect on me. Like, I want to stay home 
and not vote and then post about not voting and then rub it in people's faces. Like, take a picture of me, like, ripping up my ballot and then being like, I hate us. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm not voting. And and those, I, I also hate those, like, I voted stickers. I don't like that. You know, people get so excited. Like, I vote, even when they're doing it by mail. It's not something that somebody is like giving to you after you hand in your ballot. It's like in the envelope, right? And and so to me, wearing those stickers is a lot like in the Nexium cult when they brand your pussy, okay? Like, uh, look, I'm branded. I'm branded. I voted and I belong to Keith Ranieri. And he's, he's a saint. And he's just misunderstood. He told me to lick a puddle and I did it. He told me to run into a tree. And when I stopped, he was like, interesting that you stopped. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. I have too many suppressive people in my life. I should have run nose first into the tree. And then he licked my clitoris on a wooden table that gave me splinters in front of everybody. But I didn't complain because... I didn't want to be suppressive in that instance. But look at my look at my pussy brand. He he branded it I voted. So now it's not it's better than a sticker. It never goes away. It's burned into my flesh. I'm just so excited about it. I don't know. The need to document oneself voting reminds me of this scene from the comeback, kind of like where Valerie Cherish is saying after Hurricane Katrina that she would have gone down to help the people, but there was no camera crew following her. So what's the point if there's nobody there to see it? There's just so much happening in my career and my life that it's a shame not to be filming it. You know, all the big human stuff and the big world events, you know, there's no camera on me to see me reacting to it. So what's the point? Katrina. Could have gone down there with some blankets, a smile, anything comforting for those poor people. Didn't have a crew. <laughs> it's a missed opportunity, you know. And then you saw what happened. Everybody else went down there, you know, Oprah and that singer. That singer. You know. <laughs> now I'm ready for it. So bring it on. Bring it on. Look, I voted. I voted. That's really all that I have for the news today. That's all the preparation I did to look at the news. But I do have other things that I want to talk about, just kind of more like things from my life that I want to share. First of all, I was saying that uh, Debbie and I are getting a lot closer. I've always enjoyed Debbie. I've always enjoyed Debbie. She's great. If you haven't heard her podcast, Church of Deborah, then you're living under a rock. It's really, to me, the funniest podcast. And she and uh, Cheryl Markowski are so quick. And it takes a lot for me to get into podcasts. I don't know why, as somebody who's podcasted for so long, you have to really hit a sweet spot for me. And they do, as does Madge Weinstein. Um, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Sarah Silverman has a new podcast, which is excellent. There's only been about four episodes of it. But I I find it really interesting. She had this, she she was talking about um, Hitler comparisons and how people, when they look at Bernie Sanders, that people are so freaked out about socialism and they're like, that, yeah, then we're going to be Nazi Germany if we're socialist. And she basically points out, although she doesn't call it this, the post-hoke, ergo propter hoke fallacy, which is uh, just because something preceded something else doesn't mean it's the cause of it, right? So just because 
Hitler was a socialist doesn't mean that that's what led to Nazism. So she says Hitler was also a vegetarian, but that doesn't mean that just because you're a vegetarian that you want to slaughter and exterminate Jewish people and gay people and a bunch of other groups of people, right? And so she was making the point that, it, you know, he, he, Nazism ha probably has a little bit more to do with nationalism, like over-the-top nationalism, that we see celebrated by Trump supporters, right? Then it has to do with vegetarianism or socialism. But I thought it was a really interesting point. So she's very creative. She's, she's really, I think, in my opinion, a genius and so smart and likable. And the way that she frames things is, um, it just makes sense. It's very commensurable with the way that I think. So if you haven't checked out her podcast, I, I encourage you to do that as well. But one of the reasons why Debbie and I are forming more of a bond lately is because she's got me into... She's got me into virtual reality, okay? So you, you, I had virtual reality for the PlayStation, but it just wasn't, it wasn't, it was too, like, I was too connected. It reminded me, you're connected to all these wires, and it's kind of clunky and hard to move, but there's this thing called the Oculus Quest 2, which just came out, and you can see there are no wires that it has to plug into. It's freestanding, and you put on the headset, and it is, it is amazing virtual reality. I, I'm so impressed by it. So Debbie and I, we go into this, like the gaming is good, but there's this thing called Altspace VR, which is an app, which is more like, it reminds me a lot of like the old AOL days, like the mail for mail. I'm really dating myself here. I mean, this is like early days of the internet here where there are rooms that you go into, but they're actual virtual reality rooms. Sometimes you're on a beach and watching fireworks and other times you're like in a dance club and it's very, very cool. And, and you're interacting with people and their avatars. So you're an avatar and you're interacting with other avatars. I love it. It reminds me like I'm in the upside down in, in Stranger Things. I just walk around and I'm like, what is happening? Is there a virus in the VR that's going to come and get me that looks like a plant slash beast that's going to eat me up? What is happening right now? My mother is Winona Ryder. I can hear her on the other side of this wall because the reason why I'm comparing it to the Upside Down is because the Upside Down is just like inverted reality, right? And in virtual reality, you put on the headset and you're in this virtual world, but, that, but then sometimes you like go to go like this and then you end up hitting something in the real world and you're like holy shit but that's not there what's happening my mind is fucked i feel like i just escaped the nexium cult and i don't know what's real and i don't know what is fantasy but i greatly enjoy it and so I, I i've been going in there every night since i got it and i spend probably three or four hours a night it's great escapism uh, and um it's a great way to socialize with people and to talk to people. And Debbie and I just go from room to room to room. And Debbie is, she's like Joan Rivers. She's like Joan Rivers of VR. She's VR Joan Rivers. She's just so quick and she always has a joke. And she's a celebrity in this virtual reality world. And she has a bunch of, you know, the, the one that we go into is I think 18 and up, but sometimes a kid or two will sneak in 
And the kids love Debbie. She's like the Pied Piper. And they all, Grandma Debbie, that's what they call her, Grandma Deborah. And God forbid somebody try to attack Deborah or say anything barely negative about Deborah because those kids are like the children of the corn kids, Malachi. And they will take you out into the cornfield and they will, in the virtual reality cornfield, and they will fucking kill you. They will sacrifice you to their corn god. Hold on, I have to take a sip of my, um, my iced tea. Mm. Delicious. My brain is a little zappy right now because I forgot to take my Lexapro last night. And whenever I skip a dose, I can tell the next day because my brain starts, it's called brain zaps, where you kind of go, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is so interesting. Uh, okay, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about those of you who are longtime listeners of this show. I don't know what made me think about this this week, but I just I felt like I wanted to share it. Because there's a lesson in it. There's a lesson in it. So you may remember that I used to have one of my best friends for a long time was this guy named Paul. And I he used to come on to the old Fox in the City once in a while, especially after I moved to L.A. because he was living in Los Angeles, too. And I called him Paulina Bergenikova. That was my that was his sobriquet on here. And we had a very tumultuous friendship. We became friends my freshman year of college and lived together for a period of time and but he was never really a great person but you know like when you're younger like when you're in high school even if you don't like your friends they're the only people in your neighborhood and who go to your school so you're like forced to hang out with them there's no escape you're you're on shutter island Okay, you're on Shutter Island. And then you get to college and you're like, oh, okay, I don't have to deal with these assholes uh, that, that I had to deal with in high school. And you elevate, but you're still like elevating just one level up in Dante's Inferno, right? Or down, I guess I should say. Or no, up, whatever. And, and so he was one of those friends. Like somebody who I put up with a lot of bullshit from for a long time, like really bad stuff, like stole my credit card and charged on my credit card and and he was a drug addict and he's just not a good guy. Not a good guy. Well, it turns out that he was like addicted to crystal meth for a period of time. I just kind of felt like that episode of Saved by the Bell where Jesse is on drugs and I'm like Zach trying to talk her out of it. Zach, I have to sing! Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can! I'm Mm-hmm. I'm so excited! Mm-hmm. I'm so excited! <laughs> 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 yeah, so that was kind of like in the final days of our friendship. That was what it was like. But I, so we had like a blowout argument, and then we stopped talking for a couple of months, and then we decided we were going to get try to give it another go, and we met up at a PF Chang's at the mall in Beverly Hills. And we were sat down at this P.F. Chang's and we both kind of gave each other the same monologue. Like, you know, I've really done a lot of changing. It had only been two months, you know, we're like, yeah, I'm like a different person now. So, you know, it's not gonna, our friendship just can't be like the way that it was. But he was really good at gaslighting to where 
he would do something horrible and then I would respond to it. And then he would try to change the conversation as if I was the person who did something bad. And at any rate, I don't want to like talk you through all of the details of our friendship, but suffice to say, so we became friends again. And then we got into a really big argument, probably a year, maybe even less than a year later. And he asked me this question where he said something like, well, if you think that I'm such a bad person, because he was like, he, I, I never knew him to be in a relationship where he didn't cheat on the person that he was with. Um, I, he stole, he lied incessantly all the time. And so he lies, he cheats, he steals. And I would say that to him. And he was like, well, if I'm such a bad person, why do you want to be friends with me? And that was like one of the last things that he said to me because I think he was saying it, Paulina Bershnikova was saying it to make me think like, oh my gosh, yeah, maybe I'm being too hard on him. Or like he was trying to set t- some type of like trap for me. But be careful the question you place in somebody's brain because I started thinking, yeah, why am I friends with you? You're really a fucking horrible person. And I think what made me, what brought this back up, because this has been, this is a while ago. I mean, this is, we stopped being friends probably like 13 years ago. And I guess what kind of put it back into my head was I was thinking last week about how much I've grown and how proud I am of that growth and how I no longer suffer fools. And this goes it circles back to what I was saying that you know when you're in high school you you're trapped and you have to hang out with people who sometimes you don't like and then in college you get like a degree of that which is better but it really takes you until your late 30s and early 40s before it at least for me where it really clicked where I was like oh wow if I don't respect somebody or I don't like them I don't have to remain friends with them and and having a good time with somebody occasionally is not a compelling enough reason by itself if that comes with the cost of dealing with a lot of bad behavior and I'm very glad I'm very proud of myself for being at that point in my life maybe part of what put it in my brain was just how easy lockdown has been for me that I'm I've become such a fiercely independent person that I only have to have people in my life that I that really uh, feed my soul. Even my mom. I think I, I was telling y'all this in the last broadcast where my mom said the thing to me about how she doesn't like my hair long. But this was after years and years and years of her telling me that she preferred my hair long when my hair was short. And I was just on the phone like, why would you say something like that? Like, that's kind of a shitty thing to say. But then she acts surprised when I don't want to call her every week because there are little digs like that, even after I tell her, like, don't comment on my appearance or things like that. But it's a little bit different when it's your mom compared to some drug addict friend that you used to have, right? Like, I know my mom is in my corner at the end of the day and the good of my mom far outweighs those little inconveniences but it does help to explain why maybe I don't feel compelled to call and be shit on (laughs) sorry mom sorry mumsy that's what Jerry Blank says sorry mumsy so point being be careful the questions you plant in somebody's head 
because they may answer them and it may not work out in the way that you think it will. So snap. Okay, uh, some house cleaning business. Uh, of course, go to the Fox in the City group, which is on Facebook, which I always tell people. But people do. They trickle in slowly. It's a slow trickle. It's a slow trickle. It's death by a thousand cuts. It's, it's life by a thousand healings for me, actually. Because I think of you all as my emotional support audience. Sometimes people have to bring around an emotional support duck or frog or animal. And y'all are my emotional support audience that I need to get through the day. So uh, the name of the group is The Foxhole. If you go on to Facebook, type in to the search Fox in the City, The Foxhole, and you should be able to find it. And then uh, it's really important to me that you subscribe to me on YouTube. I'd like to, my goal is to get monetized one day. And I think I need a thousand followers in order to get monetized. And I'm at 740, I think. So definitely check me out there. And uh, like I said, every Friday, I'm going to be producing new video content there, which is just really exciting. I'm feeling very positive about that choice. And to end things today, because you know, what I've been doing recently is I've been ending shows with, with musicals, like numbers from musicals that I quite like. And one of Probably my favorite number from Greece is Beauty School Dropout with Frankie Avalon. And and so we're going to watch this together. And when we watch it, I really want you to, because it's, when you watch it, you're going to want to zone in on Frankie Avalon and Frenchie, right? But actually look at the backup dancers who are com who are composed of some of the pink ladies. And especially the one who plays Jan. Jan and Stalker Channing. Rizzo are both hilarious in it. So as you watch, focus in on those characters. That's my tip of the day, okay? Your story sad to tell A teenage ne'er do well most mixed up, non-delinquent. This is like on the block. This is there's kind of a glow around Your you. Your future so unclear now. What's, What's left, left of your career now? Can't even get a trade in on your smile. school dropout no graduation day for you beauty school dropout missed your midterms and flunked shampoo well at least you could have taken time to wash and clean your clothes up after spending all that dough to have the doctor fix your nose up baby get moving why keep your feeble hopes alive? What are you proving? What are you proving? You've got the dream, but not the drive. If you go for your diploma, you could 
join us then oh turn in your teeth and comb and go back to high school beauty school dropout hanging around the corner store beauty school dropout it's about time Well, they couldn't teach you anything You think you're such a looker But no customer would go to you Unless she was a hooker Baby, don't sweat it You're not cut out to hold a job Better forget it Who wants their hair done by a slob? Now your bangs are curled, your lashes curled Still the world is cruel Wipe off that angel's face Go back to high school Baby, don't blow it Don't put my good advice to shame Baby, you know it Even dear Abby say the same Now I've called the shot, get off the pot I really gotta fly Gotta be going to that malt shop in the